was just curious because if you're hiring out girls for your um for you know to help you with a garage sale you know you would think it would be like oh i'm gonna hire you for a garage you know to help me well, that's usually volunteer sell work. stuff yeah i know so you're not hiring somebody else to help because then you would have to pay them as well to help you sell your garbage on your lawn unless you can get someone that just wants to help for free that is that's a possibility and they might get volunteer hours for it oh volunteer hours there's nothing like them i mean i mean <laughs> there's nothing like volunteer hours okay i, I it, you feel you should feel more empathy or whatever you know or you feel like better as a person after you help out as a volunteer person, helping out a teacher, you know, with his garbage on his front lawn. Lawn? Lawn? Lawn. Okay. This is top-notch nonsense. I'm <laughs> Michael James Benson. Uh, the two movies we're going to be talking about today involve... Um, a garage uh, one involves a garage <laughs> sale i don't know we're doing garage sale movies yeah that's what we're doing we're doing uh ladies with a uh obsessive uh, lu uh a lust a lusty pursuit for the unattainable man yes erotomania erotomania all the time but uh yeah i read i read about you know i read that that's the that's the thing. That's a real. That's not a. That's not a made-up internet word. That's a real goddamn thing. It's a real issue with people. Yes, it is according to Google an uncommon form of delusional disorder in which an individual has an unfounded belief that another is in love with them. But yeah. Oh, previous case reports have shown that social media networks may play a role in worsening delusional beliefs. Well, that's not surprising. That's not. Yeah, woo, woo. Do you think that this this was known in 1998? Well, it's not shown in the film. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, they're not studying it at the beginning. There's no like pieces of paper just going like, oh wow. Do you know about the erotomania of young ladies? They really want to fuck their teacher. But you know, there's just you know, I don't know when erotomania became a word. Anyway. The, uh, I, 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 enjoy, I enjoyed this, uh, uh, first of all, let's go with the, what the movie is called. Um, we're watching, uh, we're talking about two movies, Devil in the Flesh, and He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. Devil in the Flesh, from 1998. Thank you, Miranda, yes. for another viewing of this insane yeah, this uh, this uncomfortable movie when it comes to teens with a zesty uh, kind of ah chutzpah and happiness and emotion and like ah I'm gonna do it I'm gonna I'm gonna do it with confidence I'm gonna come after my teacher with my with my body and see if see if he likes it and if he doesn't like it then that's his fucking issue and then i'm gonna have sex and he's not gonna like it or maybe he will and that's the that's that's basically it's basically what she does yes which was like nah, a crawling uh 
cat lady just going like, ah, I want this. Is and that what you saw? Well, no, no. I just saw, I saw the, um, I, I saw the neediness of, and lustiness in her, in her face. Rose McGowan? Yes, Rose McGowan. Um, this came out in 19, oh gosh, came out in August of 1998. And, uh, what else came out in August oh, yeah. of 1998, Thank Michael? You. Thank you, Miranda. Slums of Beverly, Beverly Hills. Oh, that's a great movie. Golden Airbud, Golden Retriever. Receiver. Receiver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah You've seen one, that. Song. I have not seen yeah, that. I just I, know I, the sorry. one where he plays football. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's... Gosh, that's a shame. Uh, yeah, you don't want him having CTE. Avenger, the Avengers. Not the, not the Marvel bullshit, but the... Um, you know, where Uma Thurman and Sean Connery and oh, Fiennes, yeah. one of the Fiennes. It's Ray Fiennes, I Fien, Fien, Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Fine. How Stella got her groove back. <laughs> Safe Men with uh, Sam Rockwell and Paul Giamatti and Steve Zahn. Hmm. Uh, wrongly Accused, Dance With Me. The original Bla- uh, Blade with Wesley Snipes. Dead Man on Campus. Oh, gosh. A Very Unlucky Leprechaun. Oh. With Warwick Davis, Tim Matheson, and Lisa Thornhill. I wonder who plays the leprechaun. Thornhill. (laughs) Carnival of Souls, Rat Pack. Freaking (laughs) indiscreet. I Married a Strange Person! Exclamation mark. Point. Mark. That's a mark. Brink. 54, as in Studio 54, yes. with Nev Campbell and Mike Myers and Selma Hayek and okay. Ryan Felipe. And I think Felipe. Mira Sorvino's in that and John Leguizamo. Yeah. Unless I'm thinking of something else. Well, that's that. those were the movies that you could go out and see in, beautiful, in the beautiful summer of 1998 when we were all hoopla'd up about, like... Bill Clinton's sexy uh, uh, semen all over uh, all, ah! all over fabric, you know, and that's what ha- yeah, that's what happened. A lot of talking about it, and uh, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of semen in this movie. I mean, I couldn't, I can't recall. Um, no, sweetie, good. no semen. No semen. Ew. But yeah, there was no, there was wasn't. Any, I don't have any. I didn't write down semen in my notes. Not that I aware of anyway uh this movie starts out we open on a uh, rose mcgowan's face and ha- and the rest is just black behind her like it's a black screen of stuff and uh like oh shit and then all of, and all of a sudden we start hearing the fire And the flames are behind her eventually going and and uh there was there she looks at the camera like a uh, devil in the flesh ah it's a lady that she's she's got the devil in her she's a bad lady or so says her grandma but uh what ha- so the overall story is a uh a what uh a wonderful uh devil teenager comes to live with her grandma and wants to be an independent woman but some jackasses are just too puritanical and patriarchy-esque so she says i want that 
teacher penis in my body somehow, and she tries to go after it. And does she get it? No. And, um, it's, uh, and, uh, it's, it's a real shame for her. She doesn't get sex. I mean, for her. I didn't want her to do it. Um, but yeah, she, she shows up at her gr so grandmommy's yeah, her house after, after... Dead, so the, there's a caseworker who oh. takes her to go live with her grandmother. And yes. grandmother after her parents died in a fire. Like, uh, remember that fire in the back of the, in the beginning. Uh, her parents died in the fire and, uh... Yeah, she's now coming to live with her gra uh, grandma, who is very Christian, very mm -hmm. racist, and very ready, or, uh, ready to dominate the screen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That does happen. So, um, she uh, she's getting act uh, she's getting acclimated to her to her world. She um and she kind of instantly feels confident in uh, wherever she goes. She feels like she uh something something did did possess her she feels oh i'm gonna i'm gonna rile up the scene here being a well, devil she's in not the flesh possessed. she's not actually possessed no it's she's not actually possessed screen. but no of course not no it's a metaphorical time no i know or else there would be more uh pentagrams all over the place but um yeah, this is, uh, some people have called this a slasher. Would you consider this a slasher? No, not really. I mean, not, yeah, there's an, there's only, like, what, like, one kill, I'd say? <laughs> but, well, uh, the, the mother and the former teacher died in the fire. Yeah. And, oh, the poor doggy dies. I don't well, yeah. like that. Yeah, and she did dies. that. Boo, And boo. then the jock douche dies. Yeah. That's how I have it That's in my fine. nose. just yeah. a jock douche. And, uh, yeah. She, uh, she, she doesn't feel any real bad about that. She, she had, uh, it's informed that, uh, her, her mother was, uh, her mother beat her and just, or, or, like, made it very uncomfortable for her. She did not have a really great life and she's continuing really not have a really great life under this roof with this grandmommy a uh, grandmommy yeah. god damn it yeah who always has the um a blaring preacher on the television yeah something that we see now on the internet but it's just that type of garbage but uh she doesn't seem to want it she wants it to be grandma 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 wants it to be 1953 for Rose McGowan, and Rose McGowan does not think it should Yeah, be when way. she first gets there um, with the caseworker, I love how the grandma says, oh, you didn't sound David Shin over the phone. Yeah, she's uh, a bit of a racist, too. That is that, fucking yeah, ugly. she's very old-fashioned, old if that's what you want to call it. I call she, it racism. Yes, okay. racist and crass, and you just... Ugly. Like, why, why would she... Um, why would she sound any particular way? Yeah. Um, and she wants to make her, make Rose McGowan's character, Debbie, Debbie Strand, where, you know, she asks if she could go shopping, so she has something to wear to school, and Grandma's like, oh, there's clothes in the closet in your, in your mom's old room, just wear those. They did her fine, they'll do you, you fine, and it's like, uh, maybe she had really cool 60s clothes, but it looks like she did not, because she had to wear, you know, things that cover you up and whatnot yes we must not see any cleavage or anything like that or any it, she cannot wear any skimpy clothing because that would be against it hey bud it's all right 
But um, yeah, she she's starting to get acclimated, and yeah, these the well, guys in this fucking place are. Go ahead. Oh yeah, the ground. The first thing she does is puts her to work. She wants her to clean the attic in the garage. She says, yeah, pack all this stuff up. I'm sending a care package to our church group that's on a mission in Brazil. And she says, those godless heathens can use our salvation. Yeah, that's The Brazilians? Really? The Brazilians. Those godless heathens also know. I don't know. They have carnival. That sounds pretty great. Yeah. Heathens, maybe, but uh, they're the fun ones. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, whether you want to believe in your version of God or whatever, but it's it, or Brazil's version of God. I don't know, whatever. But so yeah, she's walking to school for the first day, and she's wearing you know some of her mom's old clothes, and yet the jock douches come up in their car and they're making fun of her, uh, as per usual. Yeah, as per usual, and uh, really, uh, one do the main goth, uh, main jock dick just like go. Uh, already kind of eyes her and says, it's now, so this is something I need to take care of with my, with my, uh, fucking aggressiveness. Apparently that character's name is Greg Straffer. Yeah. Congrats, I guess. But, um, played by Ryan Biddle, which is an insane freaking name. Uh, both, uh, (laughs) it is, it's weird. Biddle, little, but with a B. It's just uh, both Rick Overton uh, is uh, Rick Overton is in this yeah, movie as the uh, as one of the cops, I believe. He I'm... plays like I think the coroner. Or oh the no, guy... no, he plays the coroner, the, or the guy who performs the autopsies. Yeah, the coroner, and no, yeah, the coroner, and the um, the other uh, the black cop played uh, Jackie Childs um, on uh, Seinfeld. Sorry, oh. I'm trying to. Yeah, the cops, they they don't believe that this was a natural fire. They think it's arson, so they're kind of on the trail. Phil Morris, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, kind of in the background. And one interesting thing, I'm not sure why they included this about the cops, is they're really into um, spelling and vocabulary. They're They're always playing a game with each other where they say a word and ask the other one to try and spell and define it. The first ones we hear are sinistral and egalitarianism. Wow, this uh, because they're trying to do a uh, a nice switch up. These cops are smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not the bumbling they know, cops that they you know how tend to spell see words, in these kinds of movies. Kind yes. of. And uh, that uh, there was, uh, and it goes throughout. And there, it's a it's a nice enough personality quirk in the movie uh, between the two of them that. Uh, uh, feels unique in any sort of story like this because mm-hmm. you usually don't. Uh, but that is that uh, '90s, you know, Tarantino adjacent bullshit thing that they're doing. Like, adjacent oh wow, bullshit, it's, yeah. what adjacent bullshit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Tarantino adjacent bullshit of just like, hey, I'm here to, you know, this is what this is, and uh, oh, we're gonna talk about, you know, smart stuff because we're the smart cops, and this is what happens in this quirky movie about a teenager who wants to fuck a teacher. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to... Well, she shows up at school. Jock Douche is still given a grave by her locker. Yeah. And and she is saved by Mr. Rinaldi. Ooh, Peter. Peter. Oh, my gosh. The the English teacher, Peter Rinaldi. Who is played by Alex McCarthy... MacArthur, excuse me. Alex MacArthur, who was Madonna's boyfriend in the Papa Don't Preach video. Oh, wow. My gosh. But that, that was, yeah, ten... 
10 or 14 years uh, uh, away from that time. He's now the teacher in this. Yeah. Yes, but, that was what, 86, 87? Yeah, and this is 98, yeah. so yeah. But, um, he still looks good, though. Yeah, still looks like a good dude. Looks like a good-looking dude, yeah. Anyway, and uh, she uh, it, she kind of says, oh, thank you. You know, she recognizes. Yeah, he helps with the locker. And she's very interested in going, oh, thank you for being so kind. And no, I, I, who's that? And meets, the, uh, meet, meets like a best friend right away. Just, Janie. Janie gets on my golf trick. Yeah, and uh, connects with her. And uh, she says, oh, he, that's Peter. And they go on sort of a, uh, like, ooh, let's go shopping and, like, Did do they go shopping stuff. first or? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> or is there the little one-on-one basketball game? Oh, yeah, there is the, it, there is the basketball game. And then they go shopping, yeah. It, yeah, and the, the, ba- the basketball game, like, the jock douches are all playing basketball. And um, they throw the ball over to Mr. Rinaldi. And he's giving them grief about not being good at school. And, you know, me that's where we, we meet Megan. And that's where Debbie says, what's with Malibu Barbie? And Janie says, oh, that's Megan. She's perfect. Just ask her. So that's, you know, that's all we need to know about Megan has been established by those two lines. Yeah. And she's also rooting for Mr. Rinaldi. Yes, yeah, because he, she also has a crush, you know. Yeah, he teaches creative writing, so yeah. he's, you know. Very he's impressive. All, he's sensitive and handsome and all that all sort that of thing. Wonderful and stuff, yeah. main jock douche, Greg, um, is giving him grief. Like, oh, we know you're old. Why don't I just roll the ball over to you and you can just roll it back so you don't have to throw it. And he's just like, okay, yeah. So we're going to play one-on-one, and if I win... You have to do a plus, you know, a plus work, and if you lo- if you win, I will give you an A no matter what you do or don't do. Yeah, wow. And all the chicks are rooting for Mr. Rinaldi who wins. And it, we just we just love it when a handsome English teacher just beats down a teenage another teenage boy who also likes playing basketball. Yeah, it's very nice. Go ahead. Yeah. So that's when they go shopping after school, and it's more or less it's it it, it turns into some shopping, but it, it, at one point shoplifting, shoplifting exactly. She take she takes some uh, yeah, some alcohol or uh, yeah, they're 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 down near Pantages. Yeah, and I loved it. I I saw a sign that on a store that says you know free beeper, free activation, so you know it's the late nineties. Yeah. Um. They find a skirt that's really cute, but it's expensive, so Debbie asks Janie to cover for her, and she takes not one but two and gives the other to Janie, so she's a, she's a nice thief. Yeah. And then, you know, they're just walking down the, the, the boulevard, I guess, and Debbie says, I'll be right back. She just goes away and comes back, and I'm like, what'd she do? <laughs> we find out that she stole a bottle of champagne, so they're just hanging out, looking out over L.A., with you know, cuddling with their with their new cute skirts and drinking a bottle of champagne. Yeah, it's just on the uh, on one of the, in on one of the hills somewhere. Just it's uh, it's just very nice. She, they both fall asleep. Yeah, and she has this weird dream sequence where she goes back to the grandma's house and the doggy BB is actually nice to her. This dog is kind. This little Scotty dog is kind of a mean, kind of a turd. In the real yeah, world. yeah, very much the grandma's dog. And the dog's nice to her. And grandma's like, "Oh, you're home. I'm so glad. I baked you cookies. And oh, your mom ta- stopped by with someone who says he used to be your teacher. And we find out that they are just, pre- you know, ember covered, you know, covered black ember. They're all burned up. So that wakes her up. That's yeah. a bit of a nightmare. 
And, so so uh, she, yeah. She that, that, some, that was really, that was kind of, that was great. I enjoyed that. Yeah, she uh, has a little bit of trauma due to the fire. I'm sure we'll find out why. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's just, uh, <laughs> I wonder why, yeah. But, uh, she, uh, she realizes, oh my gosh, I need to be, I need to be somewhere. I need to be home. Where am I, you know, whatever. But, uh, she didn't, uh. Go ahead. And sure enough, yeah, Grandma's pissed that she's home at 8 o'clock. Oh, oh, holy shit. Oh, my god! And she didn't clean the attic. So she's pissed, and she's like, well, tomorrow you're going to get home on time. You're going to clean the attic and the garage. So Grandma's got to go, basically. Yeah, Grandma's got to go. Um... So next day she's walking to school. Luckily, it's close enough for her to walk because she needs the time to change into her new slutty outfit, which is just a, a crop top and her new little mini skirt, which is really cute. It's kind of like this pink with this like lacy black overlay. I would yeah. totally wear it. It's cute. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because she wants to, she wants to get the attention. She's yearning for the attention of this fucking teacher. Of, yeah, of she Peter. puts on some lipstick and everything. Um, I, one thing about this outfit, though, it's cute, but no way you would be able to wear to show that much midriff in a high school in the late '90s. I just don't think that you. You would. don't think you could. I think you'd get sent home, or you'd have to put your gym clothes on. That's what used to happen to us. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But she did get her schedule changed, and she got transferred into first period creative writing, taught by Mr. Rinaldi, which is also the class that both Janie and Megan are in. Yeah, and and her actual name is Megan. But, uh... <laughs> she insists it's Megan with two E's. Yeah. Anyway. Not a great name. No, it's not a really great name. So she shows up to class and Mr. Rinaldi, you know, his eyes kind of bug out a little bit. And he's, you know, wiping something off the board and is like, oh my. So it's like, okay, it's working. <laughs> yeah. He, uh... He pretend to not be a creep, but there's a little creep under there. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, he's, he's, he's leering more than he probably should. Oh, yes considering everything and uh it kind of uh and it kind of lends to where oh okay so if he's gonna leer leer that way it seems like he might want to for a splits uh, for a couple of seconds it seems like that he is at least entertaining it in his mind or fantasizing yes. in his mind Go in ahead. his mind yeah so megan's playing teacher's pet she's handing out papers and um, Debbie is like, ugh, and she trips her, and she just falls flat on her face, drops all the, <laughs> drops all the papers. Yeah. Um, and then Mr. Rinaldi asks who wants to volunteer to come to his house for a, to help out with a garage sale on Saturday. Oh, my. And they both yeah. volunteer, and he's like, oh, two volunteers. Oh, my gosh, I can't talk Two volunteers. Two <laughs> volunteers. Volunteers, of, yes. Of, of fallen times. Yeah. Go ahead. And he's like, okay, super. So Megan gets all pissed, and she's, you know, after class giving Debbie and Janie shit. And Debbie's just like, oh, go piss up a rope, Megan. And she's like, well, it's Megan with two E's. And they are all like, uh, two E's. It's not. It's, it's and, Yeah, so Megan pushes her down and threatens her not to help for the garage sale or the freak. So I love it that in 1998, if you're mildly goth, like dark lipstick, dark hair, it's... and you're wearing black, you're a freak. Like, yeah. okay, Megan. I don't think so. Yeah, no, she looks fine. And, yeah, she's very light. This is very light goth. This is not... Yeah, but Megan, you know, she's blonde and she's wearing pastels, so, you know. Yeah. She's one of those. Mm hmm But, uh, yeah, and she... Get, getting, uh, not, uh... Yeah, getting knocked... Not necessarily knocked over, but kind of tripped. 
No, she straight up pushes her down. Oh, pushes her, her yeah, but yeah. And uh, that's one way to make sure that you and Peter are alone, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know what, she th- what Megan thinks is going to happen. So the detectives are kind of on to Debbie, and they go to Grandma's house trying to ask her questions. She blows them off, and then they go to Grandma's Actually who protects her, her granddaughter by saying, yeah, You don't want to. She's been through so much, mainly because they don't want it. She probably doesn't want the cops figuring out how fucking cruel she is to her own grandmother. Or her oh, own I think she thinks she's being perfectly fine. Yeah, she keeps I know. saying, You know, but... Debbie needs discipline, and, you know, not to turn into a whore like her mother. That's not, God. Hey, that's not what she is, and be, I fucking hate that. No, sorry. Go ahead. So now we're yeah, in Mr. Rinaldi's um house, and he has a girlfriend, Marilyn, and he's super into her. They seem to have. They a actually nice seem to be into each other, which kind of yeah. pulls off the idea of, uh, well, pulls off the idea that he that he's that he wants a seventeen year old. Yeah, his, his girlfriend's making dinner, and he's just like, eh, instead of dinner, why don't we bang? Um, so they start to bang, but then we find out that she's pissed. They were going to go on a trip, and he's like, uh, I can't. I I have a garage sale, and I have two students giving up their Saturday. And she gets pissed so because she, she's a flight attendant. She's like, I changed my flight schedule to allow for this trip. Yeah. And he's like, I, I'm sorry, I can't. It's, it's for the art department. She's like, this happens all the time. Do you remember the last time we were going to take a trip? And he's like, I had 35 papers to grade. What am I going to do? Okay. So he's now it's her off for, her, for his job. And also, you're not... I don't know if these characters are not strong enough or whatever, yeah, but this is like... This, is, this seems flimsy. Either you want to... It, it, either you're not actually into this relationship as much as you are pretending you are, because if you actually liked her and wanted to spend, you'd you'd blow this shit off. Especially if it's it, there's a pattern here of him yeah. blowing shit off. But go ahead. Yeah. So she's like, well, I'm gonna change my schedule again and pick up some more flights to get some space for you. So she's she's kind of had it with this nonsense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sh- there's so a we, bit so of a fight. So there's a rift in their relationship. Yes. Yes. Before the garage sale. So we know that uh, you know that Rose McGowan will have a quote-unquote opening for yes, her to, like, opening, talking, yes. to talk and, like, maybe, you know, get involved with someone whose heart might be frustrated at his girl, at his own girlfriend anyway. But, yeah. So Debbie's walking to school again, and she's changing into more slutty clothes Yeah. Um, that her grandma can't see her leave for school in. And, you know, Jock Douche, he must live nearby because yeah. he's always around. Yeah. Greg. And he, you know... He's giving her grief, and he's like... What was that? You know, yeah, he's giving her grief, and she's like, okay, fine, whatever, watch me change. So she goes ahead and, like, flashes her boobs, and he's like, oh... You know, I, ogling her. And what was the like, reason, do you think, she did that? She, to get him to go away. Yeah, to get him she's to like, go away. She's like, I don't away. care if I also look, at my, look at my boobs. I don't, I don't care. I'm just getting changed, going to school. I'm trying to see Peter. Yeah. I have him first period. And she's like, oh, is this really fun for you? And he's like, oh, fun, yeah. And she's like, well, you don't know what fun is. You know, he's just not enough for her. He's a boy, and she needs a man. Yes, a real big man, a a tall, strapping teacher man. Yeah, so I'm guessing this is Friday, and the garage sale is the next day. Because Debbie pushes Megan down the stairs, Stairs. all showgirl style. And she, like, she she breaks her leg. She really, like, munches it. And, uh, yeah, now Megan's not going to be able to And she does the help. whole, ah, 
And, you know, Nancy Kerrigan aftermath. So we know it was a pretty bad fall. Yeah. So guess who's not going to the garage sale on Saturday? Megan isn't, yeah. And, uh... And I and who does show up is her is her best friend is you know Debbie's friend and they uh, eventually to the uh, well we find out yeah. a little bit before that we we cut back to the detectives who are qu- questioning the assistant of the principal yeah. of her old school and found out that she had been stalking the teacher who died who ended up dating her mom so yeah. the plot thickens yeah it really thickens yes with two C's. But yeah, it's 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 not good. I I don't this 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 feels like this was uh, doomed from the very start. She's already done this. This is going to be a pattern. Yes, a pattern. Yes. Oh, then she goes home, and the Scotty dog BB is you know found all her stolen slutty clothes and is ripping them up. And um, you know, Grandma gets all pissed, like, "Where'd you get those clothes?" And she's like, "I bought them." And Grandma's like, yeah, I know you don't have a job. You don't have any money. You didn't buy those. What's going on? And just beats the crap out of her with her cane. So this is not, not only is Grandma a religious nut, she's an abusive religious nut because, of course, she is. Yeah, well, yeah, one kind of, it's very, it's very common for them to go together, but yeah. So, you know, Debbie has to, uh, Debbie has to get her revenge on poor little Bibi. So she, you know, drops treats. And, you know, B.B. goes up to the attic where she locks poor Scotty Dog B.B. Mm. in a trunk and then puts a bug fogger in it. Yeah. That's no good. It's not. It's not. I didn't. Yeah. Neither one. of I know. I both of that. us let, uh, hate, uh, you know, animal killing, even if it's made up. It's yeah. not fun. But um, it's 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 uh and we it, it seems like such an escalate why there's no reason to kill the fucking dog there's no i didn't never mind i know grandma sure but the dog the dog would be fine if grandma wasn't going it, it, it do, dog's not gonna fucking rat on it's <laughs> rat on you or say anything yeah he's gonna bark and you can't take but that we, so we know statement. that debbie's debbie's a bad girl oh, yes, a b- yes bad 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 so lady. she's on her way to mr rinaldi's house in a halter a halter top that's pretty much just a sports bra and Daisy Dukes with actual daisies on them. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's helping out with the garage sale, and you know, he, Mr. Rinaldi's like, well, it's too bad Megan couldn't also come. It'd be good to have two volunteers. And um, Debbie's like, yeah, she's such a klutz, you know, trying to nag Megan when she's not there. And Rinaldi's all like, well, she broke her leg, you know. Don't you have any compassion? And Debbie's like, well, I didn't mean anything. And he's just like, oh, whatever. And she's just like, Are you mad yeah, at me? Yeah, dude, what's up? Are you mad at me? And he's like, No, I just didn't have a very good night. And he like kind of trauma dumps a little, you know, overshares a little bit about his girlfriend there. That's trauma. Yeah, yeah, probably don't tell that to your student, not her business. And also, not a good idea to uh, let her know you're having a rift with your girlfriend. Yeah, not great, not great. I and also very that very inappropriate, especially. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It, uh, that, yeah, it's inappropriate. That's a boundary cross. I'm also wondering why Mr. Rinaldi is the only... If the if this garage sale is to raise money for the art department, why is he the only teacher involved and why is it at his own house? Yeah. His... Why isn't it like a like an actual school function? Because... He's not even in the art department. Because he's flirting with disaster, 1996. Okay. But uh, he enjoys flirting with disaster. He could hire two... I mean, he, he could hire two men two young men to help him uh or to well he has her volunteer in the class and of course the girls were the ones who well yeah i know it's just anyway whatever but uh but yeah janie shows up 
and uh, she's she's very uh, oh okay uh, oh or what are we doing here? She kind of real uh, Jane realizes that uh, that Debbie really <laughs> is really pushing for some sort of. Uh, well, yeah, she finds an old Polaroid camera, camera, and she's like, "Oh, does this work? I might buy it." Um, so Mr. Rinaldi does a brilliant move and like, oh, well, I don't know. Take a picture here. Me and Debbie with our arms around each other. Yes. Take a very, very incriminating picture, picture. to see if the Polaroid camera works. <laughs> Plot. Yeah. So Debbie, <laughs> this yeah. guy isn't smart. I mean, he's, no, yeah, he's, that's, that's not smart. Yeah, I mean, like he's just, you know, kind of got his arm around her, but she's like looking up lovingly at him. So it's like, that's yeah. not good. That yeah. is physical evidence. Um, so I think, I think Janie does buy the camera and she says to Debbie, like, you know, well, why don't I get one of you, one of you grabbing his ass? And Debbie's like, well, I'm not doing anything. So Janie's totally onto the whole thing. Yeah. And, and while, while she's gone, grandma's looking for BB, who is dead in a trunk and finds Debbie's diary. Yeah. And Debbie's diary is. <laughs> where she, where she was, you know, doodling daisies and writing lovingly about Peter. Puke. Yeah. And it just. And, uh, oh my god, and she is shocked, shocked at what she finds inside. Oh no, sickening, sickening, evil, unchristian things. Yes. So at the garage sale, the phone rings in Miss Rinaldi's house, but the door's locked. It's like, you're just out in your front yard, why'd you lock your door? What's going on there? And he's like, oh, the spare key is under the mat. Yes, Tell this random student you've known for two days where you keep the spare key to your house. Another <laughs> genius, genius move. <laughs> so Debbie answers the phone, and um, it's the girlfriend, and she hangs up and says, Oh, it was nobody. It was nobody. Yeah. Or, or she left a, a message on the answering machine, so Debbie erases it. Dude. And not only that, but she takes the code on the bottom of the answering machi- machine so that she can check his message and erase future messages at any time. Yeah. It's... So she is all up in his business. It's not great. It's... Oh, and she finds some pictures of him and his girlfriend and rips oh, them yeah. in half. Yeah, I'm so angry. She's not going to be part of our relationship together, no. See, yeah, leave some fucked up evidence that he will probably find at some point. Yeah, not a good idea. Again, she's making so many... She is a teenager, after yes. all, but she is making so many mistakes. Up. Yeah, I know. That, uh, it's... Uh, yeah, it's just, um... But she is making so many uh, unsmart mistakes during this entire thing, and she could have... Not that I want her to plan better, but you would think her being so smart, she would be planning better. You would think thing. so. Yeah. But she she goes home to Grandma's house. She's, again, out what Grandma thinks is late. And, <laughs> you know, Grandma says, where were you? And she's like, I was out praying for my mother. Not a good lie. No. Not a good lie. Especially what your Grandma already kind of knows about you before she even read the fucking thing. She knows also, that you're going to Also, she praying. did see Peter drop her off. Yeah. In yeah. his car. That's a convertible, of course, so she knows exactly who it is. And Grandma's like, no, you've been out carousing, giving your body to deviant men twice your age. Mm. So she threatens to turn in the teacher, and I quote, call that Asian woman to have her put in a reform school. So that's just the wrong thing to say. That's not, no, and don't do that, no. So (laughs) Debbie takes her cane and just beats the hell out of Grandma with it. Boom, boom, boom. And Grandma turns... Grandma turns, you know, into a completely different person. She says, oh, have mercy on me. No, no, mercy. Mercy? Did you have mercy for my mother? Yeah, Debbie's like, fuck mercy. You never had any mercy. My mother mother never had any, and now I don't have any. It's a family thing. And then, boom. Absolutely to death. Yeah. With her own cane. 
and burns all her Bibles. Not, not, yeah. I don't know why she had three or four Bibles laying around. You really only need the one, but that's the first thing Debbie made sure to get rid of. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not great. I, I don't like it when... That kind of reminded me of, um, I'm not sure if at this time she was with Marilyn Manson, I think they were together at this time because they were together during Jawbreaker, and that's why he yeah. had a cameo in that movie. Yeah. And he has this thing where he that's burns a Bible. That's a year Bible. later. Yeah, that's a year later. That's 99. And he burns his Bibles in all of his shows. Yeah. It's... Which people thought was just, just a shtick, but now we know what we know about Marilyn Manson. Bad dude. Yeah. Justice um, for Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. Uh, McGowan had a three-and-a-half-year relationship with him, you know, a formal engagement Lasting yeah, two years, and then ended the relationship in two thousand one. So yeah, it's it's about this movie came. Maybe she just met him after after finishing this movie or whatever the fuck. Thereabouts. But, yeah. Anyway, but uh, uh, um, there. Oh, and he. So I imagine it's the next day. So it's Sunday. Mister Rinaldi comes home to dinner. And there are black tapers burning. Not a good idea since no one's around. Do not do not leave burning candles unattended. <laughs> no, not a good idea. And he idea. thinks, he thinks it's Marilyn. His girlfriend had come home from her flight and made dinner. And he's like, oh, all right, let's do this. And someone's taking a shower. So he's like, I want to be part of this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in the shower with you. And, of course, it's Debbie. And he's like, well, how did you get in here? And she's like, you told me where the spare key was. That's why that's not a good move. <laughs> that's true. But he gives it to her straight, and he's like, I don't know what kind of schoolgirl fantasy you've concocted, but there is nothing going on here. And she's like, there is something. And he's like, no, there's nothing. So he's trying to do the right thing. But he should be a little bit uh, more forceful. Yeah, instead of, he, again, he doesn't really want to, you know, commit. He's just a nice guy. Wink, wink. That's not a, shut up. That's not a thing. Uh, but, (laughs) um... So Monday morning, we see a teacher give Mr. Rinaldi a bouquet of roses, and he's like, oh, why this is so sudden, playing a joke on the teacher. And he's like, "Uh, no, these were delivered to my room by mistake. Um, And he's like, well, I thought they were me, and I, you know, he's like, come outside. I thought they were for me, but I read the card that says, love Debbie, your teacher's pet. Oh, Lord. And And this is fucked up. The teacher's all like, I thought you were seeing Marilyn, and he's like, I am. And he's like, well... The other teacher's like, well, she must be very understanding. It's not in your best interest to get caught boffing a student. Yeah. We all have our fantasies. Dude, That's gross. fucking weird. What's and fucking weird to have that in the fucking... Bo- yeah. Hey, you know. It's hey, like, we're yeah. all buddy-buddy. Some real Lockerman shit. <laughs> yeah, this is just a general accepted thing. We, we all, all want to have sex with our students, but yeah, we don't do it. Here. Naughty, naughty, Peter. Be like me, a bald, unhappy, fat piece of shit. Go ahead. <laughs> It's just, yeah, this is why we need the dress code. It's not for the students. It's for the teachers, teachers and we yeah. all know it. Uh, so Ms. Rinaldi's just like, I am not boffing my student. It's like, you didn't have to. Uh, okay. You, you don't, didn't have to use uh, yeah, the same please, verbiage. Please, uh, please say that more loudly yeah. in, this, in the fucking school <laughs> out loud. And later we find Debbie is checking his answering machine messages that she now knows how to do because she has the code. And she has the code. She looked under the fucking uh, phone to figure out what the code was. Yeah, so she found out where Marilyn was staying, what yeah. hotel. So she leaves a message at the hotel for Marilyn 
supposedly from Peter, which is which would be weird since it's obviously a girl's voice. I'm not sure how the maitre d' or whoever um, bought that, but the canceling apparently dinner reservations that they had. Well, yeah, uh, I think there's a plausibility. I'm not going to say this is pant. This is probably another hole, but there's a plot, a small hole, but there's probably a possibility that Rose McGowan could have acted like the secretary at the school or an office person oh, at the yeah. school I said, that, hey, uh, yeah, I just want to let you know there is there is this. I was told to I was told to call his significant other to tell him this and blah, blah, blah. Could yeah, that's, sure that that's message, possible as well. That message is passed on. That's what I would, and that's, that's where my brain went as far as like. A, yeah, and then we cut back to the detectives going to the caseworker for some of Debbie's family background information. And the caseworker's like, she's a minor, I can't divulge that. So they're like, well, you know, this is still an open investigation regarding this fire. We don't want to have to get the DA involved. And she's like, like okay, fine. fine, I'll go off the record to tell you So this. we don't have to do the DA thing. Yeah, exactly. Of course, we don't hear what they Sorry. say. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> she's... She is a trouble... She is a troubled uh, teen, as they are often... Yeah. yeah. Thrown away. So Jock Douche Greg goes to her grandma's house. He must live nearby. Yeah. He just Or is really obsessed house. with, you know, this. Which, you know, if grandma had answered the door, that could have been a good thing, but grandma's dead now. Yeah, grandma's So Debbie dead. has to answer the door. Because mm-hmm. oh, he noticed that she stayed home from school. Yeah. Because I guess he's in one of her classes as well. <laughs> and, you know, he's giving her shit about Mr. Rinaldi's like every girl in school has a crush on him it's that poetry bullshit it's like yeah that it's not because he's super hot and you know debbie's like well it's not a crush it's serious serious yeah it just makes you laugh oh that's how it is yeah she's like well we were together all saturday and he's like uh duh yeah because you were helping out with the garage sale nutbag that's what we tell tell yeah that's what everyone thinks we were doing and then you know greg tries to use this shit to his advantage she should not be divulging this either yeah like it's none of his business and Mm. nothing's going on anyway again another misstep you know i should go to the principal you know it's not right with him corrupting a minor and he's basically threatening her into sexual assault. Yeah, which is, yeah, also very not cool. It's and it and uh, just let me do it. Come on. You know, yeah, she takes just, him up to the attic. And, um, I'm not exactly sure why, because he's like, oh, it smells like that bug spray stuff from poor, poor Bibi. And she's like, well, you know, this is so my grandma doesn't hear us. <laughs> And, you know, she's not into it at all. He's, like, being really forceful, and she keeps saying no, and he's, like, just keeps going, and she's like, you're gonna rip my shirt, and he's like, well, I'll buy you another one. And that's what he sounded like. And, and yeah, and he's just like, well, what's wrong with you? You're not getting out of this now. But she's like, oh, God. She knows this whole trope. So she plays along until she gets to a point where she can knee him in the balls. Yeah. And then he trips her as she's trying to get away. So she fire pokers him right in the stomach and he falls down the stairs. It's a pretty impressive uh, kill. Yeah, this is the second stair falling we've seen in this film. Yeah, it's... it's Stairs are just, you know... Yeah, so he's dead. It's nighttime. She buries him right. in the backyard. And as she's burying him, she, you know, digging the hole for his, you know, backyard grave, she says, no means no. Don't you guys get that? What do you stop understanding English when you get a hard on? <laughs> that's a great good, line. That's a great line. That's a really, really great line. But uh, yeah, she uh, she eventually gets to the point. Let me see here. <sighs> Breaks down. Yeah. 
he uh, realized, all right, sorry, where where were we? Well, we go back to Mr. Rinaldi's place real quick, and Marilyn's back, and she she's all down to go to the bone zone. So they start to bang, and then she turns into Rose McGowan. Yeah. And, that, and then he wakes up, and it's like, oh, it's a dream sequence. So yeah. he is thinking about her. Yeah, Ew. it's very creepy and shitty. Luckily, Rose McGowan was 25 at this time. Andrew McCarthy. Not Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> Alex random, MacArthur. Alex MacArthur. Andrew McCarthy doesn't randomly show up in this movie. Now, Alex MacArthur was about 41. Yeah. So so not not too creepy, but still not a great idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, in real life, if that if that's your age gap, you do you. Yeah, but uh, also, uh, just so you know, um, George Carlin's only daughter co-wrote this movie. I did not know that. <laughs> Kelly Carlin McCall with, I believe, her husband, what might be her husband, Robert McCall. But uh, that's a fun fact. Sure. Yeah, anyway. But, um... So we see Mr. Rinaldi get called into the principal's office as the, um, the Rose teacher, the bald teacher with the roses leaves with kind of a look on his face and we're like oh he faked on him that something's going on with the yeah. student and he's gonna get in trouble possibly fired oh the uh the principal who is played by wendy roby yeah his principal joyce saunders yeah it is so it's nice to see her yeah from twin peaks and the people under the stairs yeah and so many other things yes many other things so she's being a little vague, and she says, you know, it's been brought to our attention that you may be getting too involved with your students. But then we find out, oh, it's not about the roses that that, that Debbie gave to him. It's about the basketball game and gambling for grades. Yeah, not, not wanting to, uh, you know, touch his students inappropriately. Or, so Mr. Rinaldi's like, oh, thank God uh, it's just about that. You're right, Principal Saunders. I won't do anything like that again. <laughs> again? No, I won't do that ever again. I will stay away from that and that alone. <laughs> well, the caseworker, played by Julie Nixon, yeah. Miss Nakashi, shows up at Grandma's house to, to do a check-in on Debbie, yeah. who now has a bruise on her face from the possible... The, uh, foiled sexual assault from dead Greg. And she, you know, she sees the she sees the backyard grave and is like, wait, what? But then, you know, Debbie distracts her and she's like, oh Debbie, what happened? And she's like, I fell. And she's just like, oh, I should have uh I should have known with your mother's history of abuse. You put her it's her grandma, it's her next of kin, okay fine, but you put her with a known abuser? Yeah. That's not great. That's not a good idea. So she's all. like, I have to take you out of any bad situation. You have to come with me. We have to find another home for you. And Debbie's like, you know, just bludgeons her with something and kills her. Guess buries her in the backyard, too. Debbie's just like, I can't let you do that. I have a date. Yeah. Yeah. Now now things are starting date. to Gotta get un- out of The bodies are Really out. out of control. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's sad. It's really, really sad what happens to her. So Peter shows up at what you thought was Musso and Frank's. It might have been. It might, it might have been, but it, it at least was trying to, you know, <laughs> look like it at least, or like model itself after it. And then she's, oh, your date is already here. Oh, okay. Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, he thinks and it's Marilyn, but it's not. It is certainly not. It's it Debbie. is Debbie. And she's flirting with these other two dudes. And, you know, Peter's like, Peter Rinaldi, um, he's like, well, where's Marilyn? And Debbie's like, oh, she canceled. And one of the guys is like, oh, who's Marilyn? And Debbie's like, the other woman. <laughs> no, you're the other woman. <laughs> yes, I know. Just, just spinning, spinning tails, Debbie. 
And Peter's like, whatever, I'm not doing this. You know, I'm going to take you home. And then one of the other guys is like, don't worry about it. I'll take you. I'll take her home. And he's like, uh, why don't you two get back to your antipasto? She's a minor. Antipasto. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're trying, and she, Debbie's like, no, I'm having fun. I want to stay and flirt with these older guys. And it doesn't seem like the other guys are like all that, you know, freaked out that she's a minor. Yeah, they're like, like fine. They're like, like fine uh, well, I don't, you know, I'm already <laughs> sitting down here. All right. She certainly looks 25 to me. Yeah, so Peter's like, well, you guys need to, you know, mind your own business. And the other dude's like, well, I'm making it my business, Peter. And they fight in the restaurant. And that's that's wonderful. Yeah, God so, damn it, you shouldn't be doing yeah, that Yeah, then shit. we see Peter outside of the uh, uh, police station, so he must have been picked up for the fight. Marilyn picks him up, and I'm like, oh, God, how's he going to explain this? But he does explain the Debbie situation to her on the ride home. Like, yeah. I have a student. She thinks that there's something going on with us, and mm-hmm. I assure you it's not. Assure you it's very much not, yeah. But Debbie's there waiting at his house because she has the key and everything, but she is waiting outside. And he's like, you know, Marilyn's in the car, and he's just like, dude, I don't need this shit. <clears throat> and he straight up says to Debbie, I don't love you. And Debbie slaps him and says, don't say that. It's her, isn't it? That's why you're doing this. And he's just like, yeah, this stops now. He's trying to be as forceful as he can. Yeah, okay. Like, Enough of us. Nothing yeah. is going on here. I had a sex dream about you, but I'm not going to tell you that part. Yeah. Because I am kind of a creep. Yeah. And I'm not, but I'm not going to, I'm definitely not going to act on it now. At the, that Because this is getting out of control and my wife, my girlfriend's dead. And so I don't. His girlfriend's not dead. His girlfriend is not dead. No, she's no, sitting in the car. Dead. She's yeah, fine. Yeah. She's just kind of pissed. She's, yeah, definitely. Oh, sorry. So then we see Debbie at back at Grandma's house. She's crying. A house full of lit candles. Again, total fire hazard, but Debbie has a thing with candles. She's burning the Polaroid of them, you know, doing the whole, like, Glenn Close lamp on, lamp off scene. Yeah. She's not doing that, but it's, like, the same it's vibe. Similar, yeah. And then it's like, holy shit, we cut to a picture of a big bloody skull. So Rick Overton, he told the cops earlier, he's like, well, those bodies were pretty charred. Charred. You know, I can't tell if anything happened to them beforehand unless there's some sort of something on their bones, which he does fine. He's like, one of the bodies had its throat slit with some knife, and it did leave a mark on one of the bones. Yeah. So we're like, oh, shit. Okay. So they were dead before the fire. Yeah. The teacher she had a crush on and her mom who was dating the teacher. Not a smart move. Not a smart move at all. So then they show up at the principal's office, you know, doing their vocab game. This time it's cyanometry. Um, and, and they, both, they get, both spell it wrong. Yeah, yeah, they both get it wrong and they both don't know the... What uh, it actually means. Yeah, they don't know the definition. But, you know, Wendy Roby comes to the rescue and she spells it correctly and she's like, it's, you know, cyanometry, the study of blue light, I believe it is, something of that nature. Yeah. That's, yeah, the study of blue light, the study of blue in in light, or light, uh, some something that has to do with blue. Some, yes, yeah, <laughs> something like that. You know, cyan, yes. yes. So it's like, oh, so she's smarter than the cops who think they're smart. Um, and they call in Mr. Rinaldi, and they're like, dude, what's going on? What do you know about Debbie Strand? You know, and he's like, okay, fine. She thinks she's in love with me. And when Roby's like, oh, good. She just, she's, she doesn't have time for this nonsense. Yeah. It's... And he's just like, well, you know, I thought I could just talk her out of it. Yeah. And one of the cops is like, oh, you don't have kids, do you? And he's like, I have dozens. 
not necessarily no, the same thing, but that's I get what the, you the, mean. You're not. Like no, you're uh, you for a handful of hours a day, but you are not. You know, going home with him, except you are going. <laughs> one's trying to go home with you. Whatever. Yes, and she's been to your place a few times by yeah. now. Has the key and everything. And also, from an outsider's point of view, if you're only seeing that, this does not look good for, to, for you at all as a no. dude at all. So the cops are going to use him as bait. <clears throat> They're totally on to Debbie now. So they show up to Peter. They show up. I guess it's to the grandma. Yeah, the grandma's house with Peter, and Peter's like, "Ah, let me in." And she's like, no, I see the cops out there. Why'd you bring them here? Why don't you love me? It's like, because you're a fucking nut and you're 17. Yeah. And I have a girlfriend. Or he has a girlfriend. She doesn't have a girlfriend. She, I mean, she does anymore. have a girlfriend. No, not anymore. Gosh, no. But, uh, yeah, this is not this is not looking good for her. Yeah, she's, in the, she's sitting in there with a shotgun. I guess Grandma was packing. Yeah. So she shoots the cop, I think, in, like, the shoulder. And then she runs upstairs, and we hear a shot upstairs, Peter goes up there and there's blood, like, oh shit, did Debbie just shoot herself? Yeah. Then we cut back to Peter's house and Marilyn has brought home groceries. So it's like, oh shit, something's gonna happen to Marilyn. So Peter, he's racing in his car back to his own house and he's he kind of sees a flashback And of, it's cop it might be cops behind him. Or yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. He totally, he's speeding, and a motorcycle cop chases him, and he totally knocks down the motorcycle cop, which looks like a bad thing, ends up being a good thing, but he's seeing flashbacks of um, the garage sale when Janie showed up, and he had remarked on her tattoo. Ooh, the tattoo, yeah, it's it's, and, it's just like hers, oh my gosh. And, yes, and the arm that was um, that he saw in Debbie's upstairs bedroom had the same tattoo. So he's like, oh Debbie's shit. Debbie's not dead. Debbie's not dead. It was poor Janie. Which, what the hell was Janie doing up there? Did Was she just hanging out in Debbie's room? We had never seen her yeah. at Debbie's house before. Did, was she just randomly up there for no reason? And Debbie shot her? Did she kill Janie beforehand to... Uh, to you use the body as collateral or something. I, I don't know. There might have been a scene cut out because that didn't make a whole lot of sense. No, it But didn't. Peter put all of this together like that wasn't Debbie. So Debbie is still alive and at large. So he's, you know, you know, then he starts speeding and knocks down the motorcycle cop who gets all pissed off, understandably, and um, chases Peter to his house, which is, you know, pretty, pretty luckily. He shows up later, though. Yeah, he shows so, up later. <clears throat> So Debbie, somehow he's speeding. Somehow Debbie, who apparently doesn't have a car unless she has grandma's car. We see her walking all the time. We never see her in a car. Has beaten Peter to his house. Yeah. So maybe she does have devil-like powers. Maybe. And so she's beaten on Marilyn. Um, you know, they're, they're, having a, they're having a full-on chick fight. Um, and just beating the crap out of each other. Marilyn's holding her own. But... Debbie does bash her head in, so she does become unconscious. And then, you know, Peter goes in and finds her, and he's, you know, holding on to her. Oh, that's oh, that's right. Debbie had a knife. She had yeah, a Debbie she had the butcher knife. knife. Yeah, she does have a butcher knife. And it gets to this point. It I it, this is where things kind of get really hazy to me because there's some sort of freaking struggle where she's it where she has the uh, Debbie has the knife to. Well, the cop comes in as Peter's holding oh, Marilyn. Yeah. And that doesn't look good for Peter. Another thing that doesn't look good for Peter. Yeah, none of this. And, and he's just like, well, there's a girl here with a knife. And the cop's just like, yeah, whatever. Assume the position or whatever. He's going to cuff him. Yeah. 
And um, oh, I oh, I oh, I love it when um when during the chick fight, you know, Debbie's like, "You bitch, he's mine," and it's like, "Yeah, I don't think so." <laughs> so you know, Debbie doesn't like Peter getting cuffed, so she goes after the cop, uh, stabs him, and you know, she's gonna kill Marilyn. And Peter's like, you know, there, there's no reason to kill her. And Debbie's just like, but Peter, we need some time alone. And Peter's playing along. And he's just like, yeah, totally. It's just you and me. Just... She doesn't matter, yada, yada. Just... So he's going to, you know, go. He goes to try and grab Marilyn away from Debbie. Debbie stabs him kind of like in the, the, shoul- in the in shoulder, in the back yeah. of the shoulder. And, um... She just she punches poor Debbie again, or yeah, and oh Marilyn punches Debbie, knocks her out. Yeah, and then you know the EMTs take Peter away to take care of his knife wound, and they put Debbie in the cop car, and she's fine. She didn't die. Yeah, she's awake. He's gonna... She doesn't get arrested, as far as we know. That's yeah. the end of the movie. Okay, congratulations, you got away with it. Yeah, away with I killing guess. all of these people. They're gonna find out because the detectives were on you at some point. But there, that part doesn't come to fruition at all. No, it's not. That and that was a bit disappointing. I thought there was gonna be another like it? ten minutes where they they could have done another ten minutes of that, or at least another five minutes of trying to. Yeah, kind of like the uh, ending the of Jawbreaker, which yeah. we'll do eventually. Yeah, where again, Rose McGowan. You know, people are throwing shit at her, and she looks like shit at the prom. Not arrested for for killing Liz Per, though. No, no. We don't see that part. No, no. That might be a Rose McGowan thing, where she's like, "Yeah, I'll kill a bunch. I'll kill people in my movies, but I don't want to get arrested for it." Yeah, well, that's that's always a that's always a plus when you don't get have to get you know arrested when you kill somebody. Anyway, (laughs) that's yay! Congratulations. Final thoughts on the film, sweetie. I I. I like I, I liked it I liked it enough. It's it's, it's kind of a, it kind of has a lifetime vibe. Yes, for it's not as well written as I wish it was. They could have. Rose McGowan looks amazing. Yeah, Rose McGowan looks great. She looks very pretty. Yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. I just I was maybe I remember it seeing it so long ago. Maybe I remember it being more well written than it actually or more mm-hmm. written than it actually was. Maybe it's because this was I think the first of the movies that I saw of the uh, the villainous lady from you know uh, from a mysterious place with mysterious mistakes and all this fucking shit this, I think this was the first one I really saw did you really see this saw before you the... saw The Crush because that came out 90 yeah but I didn't see them in order I didn't see them yeah. in order but uh, I I saw some of those late night you know in specific and they all uh they all a, a bunch of them kind of blended together i i like this and i like this enough it seems like uh it 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 seems like he's uh he's playing with wanting to be with rose mcgowan more uh it it uh, he balances uh, he balances the acting really well on being like slightly interested in a 78 uh, whatever but i don't know how it's, but it seems real enough that he's doing that anyway all right, so uh, let's get to uh, notes. Notes out of context. Okay. This is a section where I read my notes of this movie out of context. Here we go. Slow pull-up in her strip fully involved. What the fuck? Fives are a son of a bitch. Knife. 
Satan exclamation point didn't sound disan on the on the phone racist grandma forcing christian value christian values ungodly beats loveless fickle are the ones my idle hand shotgun high school dick heads wanna aggressively and fuck rinaldi just wants to whip pan his penis uh todd and megan Peter kick his ass. Basketball off to any minutes in banjoing. Pete the teacher is a fantasy. Secondhand clothes, creepy Freddie Prince Jr. knockoff ace. Looking at him, do they get to steep that step that shit? Cops under the spell uh, meet the coroner. Blood on the foreheads shitty truck on top of the hill drinking with your best friend hi deb you low budget unhappy grandma she's a low budget unhappy grandma <laughs> no no low budget comma unhappy grandma all right violence none if you say good night it dressed to kill apple peter locked her up and down peter looked her up and down weird that teen girls are interested in pd okay <laughs> He was a uh, he was a perf all right shaking his head freak to the similar to the six feet under house grieving another stone is on thankfully he might not fuck that teen thankfully hitting that wife hitting hit wife pork slides unhappy all the time just postpone make it up to your Make it up to you, just jock, wanna, just jock, uh, jock jams wanna fuck, jock jams wanna fuck, just the type of shit that's ugly, flew, flew your, no, show your boobs for some reason, oops, uh, fish down the stairs, Died in the fire, nasty with diabetes, mothers unhappy were grandmommies, Killing dogs while just using it in a truck. She wants the teacher. I don't do compassion. Girlfriend shreds with the new pecs. Movie. Movies and a lot of wild hairs shouldn't be staring so much, you slightly borderline BS with the teacher. Killing the dog for not a good enough reason. Real driver is a violation of trust. Ring, Nessing earned caddy up with the clothes whose picks remind me of those dicks. More poison on my unhappy man carousing. How dare you? She, she, people, impulse control problems don't have a problem really but just want to have you buried now you remember bye bye nothing going on here question mark they evolve roses very understanding boffing thunder very understanding boffing your student mahogany mahogany <laughs> boffing your student out of at a mahogany place uh, mahogany mo, mo, more more gay is late <laughs> No. Got the room under mischief, Peter D 
Dossett, your jock jams is a rapist. <laughs> Serious. Corrupting a minor. Please murder jock jams. <laughs> does does guy sprang make your di- does guys sprouting make your drug dong hard if you got it out of that now no cut off the cali know him down jock jams is dead and in sadness in address oh jock john jock jams is in an address oh no jock jams is dead and in and in address i don't think it was an address uh, y- yowzy dreamy about that dreaming about that poontang oh god uh, you thrown mother's history oh no thrown into the principal's office for the backstory of some mother's history of abuse killing that f- foster care lady the lady is a, is your student at the restaurant you dingus dingus woman I don't think she wants to go Fight for that hairy tart. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, fight in the hoity-toity restaurant. That makes more sense. Not f- fight for the horny tarts. <laughs> restaurant with the dude over a 17-year-old. Ah, muchachas. You need some help slap my ass because he doesn't have her. Mornings are the death of non-existent relationship brought of the patio joyce saunders i barely knew her yeah just ignore me debbie strand Ooh, good buck no that says back back to the house essay no uh, east no back to the house east we must go to make sure no one is that isn't us just shot she's desperate no more talking about the grandma debbie kill herself or did she? No, she mustn't have. Not Debbie. It can't be Debbie. Oh, I want to be the royally lady. Murder your your teacher's girlfriend. That's a cool idea. Not. Stab that blonde in the back. Peter is need scare that above. Peter hit her, but only after being so feminist. Why is you okay? What? <laughs> What the fuck does that mean? Peter hit her, but only after being so feminist-wise, you're okay. okay. I don't I don't understand that last part. That's the part you don't understand? No, I didn't understand that part. <laughs> okay, well... I I mean yeah it was it For was what it was it was fine it was it was it was a very exciting time uh all right um I uh I wish I wish uh I I'm looking forward I I she's not in the second one so what. I don't know what the second yeah, one's going to be about. Yeah, it's one of those about. ones where they probably just took a screenplay and slapped another, slapped the title on it and called it a sequel. Slap that eight, Mark. But, uh, yeah. And now we're doing something very similar. I already apologize that I didn't write as many notes. You here. fell asleep. I fell asleep. I fell asleep. I'm sorry about it. It is a good movie. It is a good movie. movie. I, I, I fell asleep for a tiny bit. I fucking caught up.
but it is it's a it's a better it's a slightly better version of of devil in the flesh just a little bit older and you know the age range is much more appropriate appropriate and palatable yes but the but the obsessiveness the neediness the yearning it's there oh yes but uh we're doing he loves me he loves me not from 2003 and it came out in february of 2003 is that when it came to america yeah that's when it came to america uh and uh here, here are some of the movies that came out in February of 2003. And it came out on Valentine's Day. Oh, yes. Um, Living with Michael Jackson, a documentary. I don't know if I want to see that. Um, or maybe I do. I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. But uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Shanghai Nights, Deliver Us from Eva, Ankle Biters. <laughs> The Jungle Book 2, The Music Man with Matthew Broderick, <laughs> View of Terror, Bloody Murder 2, c- closing closing uh, the, the time, alright, uh, The Life of David Gale with Kevin Spacey and Kate Winslet, it's a drama, it's depressing, it's not worth watching. Gods and Generals with Jeff Daniels and Robert Duvall and their gods and their generals are like, oh, look at my beard. Um, Old School, of course. And um, Dark Blue with Kurt Russell, which is really good. The Gathering with Christina Ricci. And uh, Cradle to the Grave with a two in the middle. And uh, that's with DMX and Jet Li. So, did you see the this movie at the same time or around the same time? When did you no, get a chance so. to see this? Because this is uh, she's a she's full of tenacity. Oh yes, she is. Um, so Audrey. we have Audrey, uh, Audrey Tattoo. Yes, this stars Audrey Tattoo and and Samuel Lebian. Yeah. And uh, it's holding a 73% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, according to... It's good, but not for everybody, wiki. apparently, yeah. is what that means. Yes, apparently. or appar- Yes. Um, and it's, uh, it's directed by a woman. Ah. Which is... In, and uh, Audrey said that she found her to be very precise... She knew exactly what she wanted, even though she's very young. She managed to control the whole production. Uh, Le, Le, Leticia Colombani. Yeah, she um, knew her subject. She also strange kind of madness. wrote the original screenplay. Very well, because she studied it for a very long time. So she, kno- uh, so the director knows the fucking insanity. This was fun. I like yeah, this movie a I lot. I like this movie a lot too. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, an, another another lady, you know, yearning for a dude who wants to who wants to connect, who wants to connect, and wants to be with. Just she wants to connect with this dude, and she has no, and he has no idea she exists, which is uh, slightly different, or very yeah. few, I, you know. 
uh, some interactions. But the first, you know, what, like 30, 45 minutes of this movie is... Probably the first half, yeah. Yeah, first 45 minutes of this movie, we're, we're thinking, oh, it's a real relationship. Yeah, it's from Angelique's point of view. Yeah. Anyway, she's a successful art student, kind of. She, she's not pleasing her teachers, I'll say that, but she is pleasing herself. Well, yes, it opens with Audrey Tatu, Angelique, in um, in a florist, Yeah. and she buys just one rose, and she wants to get it delivered to Loïc. Who um, love her. Yes, or so she thinks. <laughs> or so she thinks, yeah. Um, but, you know, the florist is like, well, we don't do deliveries for just one rose, but she's like, oh, but it's his birthday it's a surprise and she convinces him so we do see she gets on her bike and the delivery boy does put it in his um little container on his bicyclette yeah and he's going to deliver the rose dr louis gets the rose and he's very pleased and then we see her in art class so we see that she is an art student and she's drawing a model of a man a male model in charcoal but he looks very different from Loïc, and she draws him to look like Loïc, which does not please her art teacher. Yes, very. That's not what I wanted. I, why can't it be what you're she's, looking at? Yeah, she's like, oh, but he's handsome. And her teacher hands her the charcoals, like, start again. So she just, no. the model has, you know, long curly hair and a beard, so she just starts drawing curls all over the face. Yeah, that's not, that's not great. She only has eyes for Loïc. And uh, Luik, uh, well, you would... that she also she gets a grant to um, she got accepted for some sort of art exhibition for her pieces. Yeah, and her school is going to give her a grant to go to the exhibition, and she will need all summer to work on her portfolio for the exhibit. Yeah, and she gets a house sitting gig. Um, for a wealthy vacationing family. Of yes, some the sorts. family's yeah. going to the U.S. And this lady is really into plants, so she has all of these kind of exotic plants that Angelique has to take care of. Yeah. Especially this very particular plant that lives under a dome. It's kind of like I, I wish I knew what it was. Um, they may have they may have said, but with the subtitles, I don't think I saw. It's this sort of little like flowering bonsai looking tiny tree. Yeah. It's really cool. Looking. It's really good looking. And yeah. she's like, I would you know she loves this plant so much. She's like, I would take it with me, but it would die. It has to stay. It, under this dome. Yeah. And, uh, it's... It's, uh, she... Uh, do you think... Uh, when do you... When did you... When you first saw this, when did you think was the point where she got... Del where you figured out she was a bit delusional or she was in... She was, she had the... I try not to figure out movies too much, so I just let it play out. Okay. So I didn't realize until the movie told me. Um... So we see that she works at a bar, and she works there with Eloise, her her good friend, um, who has a kid. Yeah. And we see that Eloise is stealing from the cash register. Yeah, that's nice. So cool. that's something to watch out for, Eloise. Yeah, she. Uh, so she uh, enjoys that. That's not a cool thing to do. I don't like that at all. Uh, the uh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean to. And then we cut to there at a fancy soiree of some kind. Oh, yeah. Yes. And she sees someone that she knows, David, David, what have you. Um, so he knows her. I'm not sure how they know each other. It doesn't really get into that. But also knows Loïc yeah. because he's a medical student. 
and he, I guess, either is doing residency or volunteering or something at the hospital where Luik also works um, once a week. But he's a cardiologist. He has his own practice. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> so he's like, well, you know, why, why is he ignoring you? What's up with that? You guys are a thing, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh... It's because of his wife. He doesn't want her to know. And, and he, he doesn't and like... And just like, oh, he's what? Oh, great. He's married. Oh, wow. I don't like that you're in, a fa- in an affair. Or he's like, like that's, that's, just... not, that's not a great idea, which yeah. it is not. But, you know, she goes upstairs. We see Louis go upstairs. So he's just like, oh, I guess they're upstairs canoodling. But he does eventually go upstairs to see what's going on. But... Um, Angelique and Louis have parted by that time, and yeah. she completely just bails on David yeah. and goes with Loic. Yeah, she is. Uh, she does. She has complete faith at this point that she's going. He's that going he's to, going leave, going his to leave his wife, but he's. She's. He's really not. <laughs> he's at least. Yeah. So then we see um, sort of a montage of what we think is their relationship. You know, she's making this really cool kind of pastel mosaic art piece of Loïc. Um, she's doing sketches of him in the park while he's, you know, playing with a little kid and riding a bike and whatnot. She leaves a she leaves a big painting at Loïc's office for her birthday. It's not his birthday, it's her it's birthday. It's her birthday, yeah. She gives it to him for her birthday. What a great thing to do for somebody else's birthday. Yeah, and she, and she calls birthday. to make sure that he got it, and the secretary's like, oh yeah, he put it up in his office. It's great. That's great. Thanks so much. Thank you. And that they have a date. And one thing I found interesting about that is she's wearing the exact same dress she wore to the soiree. Does she only have that one nice dress? What, what, what's up with that? Uh, that's not... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. She should have more dress. She should have more dresses. So yeah, she's at a at a restaurant or a lounge of some kind. She's waiting for him, and we see that he is at home sleeping with his wife. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. How dare he? Yeah. How dare he be at home sleeping with his wife? <laughs> yeah, doing the thing that you. <laughs> but uh, she she's kind of frustrated and incensed by that. Yeah, yeah, she's very she's very sad. She believes that she has gotten stood up. Yeah. And we see her on her way to work talking with Eloise. Um, so Eloise has a daughter, but she might get the daughter taken away, and they are screening her, so I imagine she had a drug problem of some kind. And she's a thief, so this isn't looking great for Eloise. Yeah, it's not. No. Oh, but then um, Angelique sees Loic, and they're like, oh, that, and she's like, oh, that's him. So they start following him, but then she he meets his wife and they you know start kind of canoodling and talking and whatnot perfectly normal yeah um and eloise is like oh who's that and she's like ah the wife and walks away all you know all pissed off and eloise is like oh crap he's married so nobody knew she was apparently seeing this married guy um and she writes a note on his windshield i wish i knew what the note said i think it was because of the zoom that we had because i remember when i used to watch this film on television it did have like kind of a parenthetical of what the note said because oh, yeah. it was in I french don't, and i don't read french yeah. but it was probably something nasty yeah but uh yeah i, I could probably and you know so she's all bummed out about seeing louis with his wife and Eloise is like, well, why don't you just sleep over at my place? You know, you promised the kid you would, and yada, yada. And I, I'm thinking, like, okay, wait, you're house-sitting and watching all these kind of exotic, fragile plants that need very particular care. You're not allowed to just have a sleepover when you're house-sitting. Like, you are paid to be at that house. Yeah, that's the whole 
point. That's the whole point. That's the job. And you're apparently getting paid to spend the summer there and work on your portfolio. Lucky Seems you. like a pretty Shit. sweet gig. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, do what you're supposed to do. But no, she stays at Eloise's house. It's, uh... Oh, and she does go into this little, this story where she's talking to Eloise's daughter. Um, what is her name? Leah. Leah. Yeah, Leah. And she's telling her that, you know, when she was a child, she always wanted a cat. She wasn't allowed to have one. Yeah. But she made this sort of, she's always been artistic, so she made this sort of um, collage of a cat, and she called him Mr. Cat, Monsieur Shaw, and she treated it like a real cat. So yeah. that's where we kind of get an idea of Angelique's mindset is she's like, I make something and I treat it as, as if it is real. Yeah. Which comes into which play later. Which is not a great way to live. <laughs> so. Yeah. But oh before she actually falls asleep though, she sees this weird vision of Rochelle, uh Louis's pregnant wife. Yeah. So the wife so yeah, the wife is also um like five months pregnant. Yeah. Like, not a great situation. You might want to get over this. Yeah, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna go well. She has and uh do you wanna tell about what happens to the baby yet? No, we don't wanna No, we'll get there. Yeah, I'll get there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, actually, that that comes up very shortly. So we find out that she borrowed um, Eloise's moped. Yeah. And she crashed it. Yeah. And she's just like, oops, sorry. Oh, bye-bye. I'm sorry. I'm just going to walk up. Yeah, like, it's not even a big deal. And she hurt her arm, and David, the medical student, bandages it for him and uses as a sling a scarf. We find out that she sleeps with this scarf because it belongs to Louis. She got a hold of it somehow. Yeah. We, th- we think that at first that he gave it to her, but as it turns out, he did not. And we find out through David that Louis's wife lost the baby. Yeah, that's not... She had a miscarriage. And he knows um, through the grapevine at the medical school. Yeah. The, uh... So Angelique is just like, oh, that's... You know, I guess that's too bad and all. But, oh, you see these brochures to Florence? Louis Can we go? Me. Yeah. Let's let's make that happen. I want that to happen. He's, and, and, you know, David's just trying to talk some sense to her, like... Dude, they just lost a baby. This is going to be like a, a, th- an, a critical time for them as a couple. <clears throat> they don't need stop. your fucking horseshit. Yeah, don't run away to Florence. Like, you know, you need to stop waiting for him to leave his wife. That's probably not going to happen. Especially right now. And just right get on now. with your life. And she's just like, well, if I stop waiting, what is there? And he's like, me? Other people? Me? No, he I... literally says me. Like, he's into her. And it's like, yeah, he is your age. He is single. He's a medical student. You He's should good probably, looking. He's yeah, not he a looks dickhead. fine. You know, he bandages your arm. He obviously cares, cares about, about you. you yeah. Maybe just, maybe just go there. That yeah, might be or not. For yeah, you. but but yeah, she doesn't. She, uh, uh, Louis doesn't isn't gonna meet her at any fucking airport. She's not. He's not gonna fucking do. No, it. but he and his wife are fighting. The wife, yeah. the wife left. Yeah. And um. Then I was also like, okay, so wait, you're ha- again, not only do you have a sleepover when you're house-sitting, you're going to go to Florence for, what, a week or two? Yeah. Like, you're doing a job, there are the plants that you're supposed to take care of, like, uh, so she, she's just going to give Eloise the job, even, you know, she's like, you take this over, you know, go tend to the plants, while Eloise also has her regular job at the bar. It's just like, she has major main character syndrome, where everyone is just supposed to take care of everything for her, and she's just supposed to do whatever she wants, whatever she feels yeah, like. Yeah, that's, that, that's, so that's, that's not a great quality in a person at all. No, <laughs> no. 
But, you know, Angelique thinks that this is the perfect time for them to go away since the wife has left their house and she waits for him at the airport, but he does not come. She runs into some woman and kind of knocks over her stuff and is like, yeah, watch it. Yeah. And that comes also comes into play later. Yeah. So she calls his house and he's out driving. We think that he's coming to the airport, but he's not. He's going to see his wife. And she's just walking, you know, she's super sad and, you know, walking on the bridge. We think she's going to jump into the river, but she doesn't. She just throws her suitcase off. Yeah. she's uh, She has that clinical depression, that kind of, she has that uh, that sadness and that frustration and not knowing what to do with it and not how knowing how to fucking... Also, let's say this were a real relationship. Shit. He stood you up twice. Yeah. I would be done. Yeah, exactly. So there's no real reason for this to be, yeah, get out now while you still can. So, yeah, we see her sitting by the phone waiting for him to call. And the flowers start to fall off, you know, the, the fragile little um, flowering tiny tree plant that's under the dome, which is really lovely French symbolism. Um, but it's also, she's just not taking care of these plants. We see all the plants are dead. Yeah, she's, she's you, you know. You can't water some plants. Okay, you're worried about She can't deal with any sort of boyfriend. fucking responsibility if, no, she she's, obse- she, uh, if she's obsessing with some Yeah, she's not working on her portfolio for the exhibition at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the house owner, you know, the phone rings and she's like, Loïc, she's all excited. It turns out it's the owner of the house. And she's like, well, how's everything going at the house? And she's just like, oh, bien, it's fine. Um... And she's, you know, go, you know, the house owner is going on a bit, and she just straight up hangs up on her. Yeah. Like, I would be concerned. <laughs> and I'm like, you are going to be in trouble. This is the lady paying you. You are living at her home. What the fuck? Yeah, you're not going to have that job after <laughs> or that gig. No, 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 no. You're definitely not getting this gig again next summer. Um, so then we see a montage of her just uh, running. She's tearing up what looks like a wedding dress. She's destroying her own paintings. She's just going absolutely off the deep end. Yeah. Oh, and she's straight up. She she takes the um, the dome off of this fragile plant, and all the flowers have fallen off. This thing is dead. She takes it out of its little home, and she just straight up unroot, uproots it. Yeah. She pulls it right out of its soil, and it's like, dude, that's that's not cool. This lady cares about her plants. That that poor plant is just done for. It's dead. It's completely dead now. That owner is going to be pissed. Yes. And she's not really. Yeah. She she uh, her. It's very much a one track mind. Yes, one track mind indeed. She has very much tunnel vision. Yeah. So we see Eloise tells David that you know Angelique is going nuts. So and he's pissed off that Louis is treating her so poorly. So he goes to confront him at his office. Yeah. And says, you know, you can't treat this girl this way. Um, you know, she, you know, you're driving her nuts. And he's like, hey, I told her what was up. If she didn't understand, I'm sorry, it's not my problem. And he's like, well, she didn't understand, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he goes to leave. And he's just like, well, you know, you're a piece of shit. And Loic's just like, okay, yeah, fine, whatever, just yeah, go. Yeah, fine. And yeah. then he, you know, knocks over some shit on the, off of his secretary's desk. So he's pissed off. Yeah. And then he meets Angelique. You know, David's pissed off at Loïc, Angelique's pissed off at Loïc, and she's like, well, I want to give him a farewell gift. And she's like, but I need you in order to do that. So he whispers, she whispers something to him, and at first he's like, uh, no, I'm not doing that, what the hell? But, you know, he's super into her, and he's just being kind of an orbiter. He's, uh, simping, as I guess the kids say now. Yes, so he's do. like, okay, fine, I'll do it. 
and he uh, he goes, I guess, to give her the gift at the uh, at the homeowner's um, house, and he sees this place is trash. Trash. The plant the plants are dead, and we see that the dishes are on the floor, and he's like, "What happened to the table?" And she's like, "Oh, I sold it. I'll need the money." And it's like that did not belong to you. No, it didn't. Like what? What the fuck? You can't just sell this lady's furniture. Yeah, not a not a cool idea. Yeah, so she's depressed watching TV and she sees that Luke is on the news. A patient is pressing assault charges against him. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's like, oh, something bad's going on with Loic. What the hell happened here? Um and she looks that patient up and she gets all pissed Sonia off. Sonia Jasmine and she goes to Yeah, Miss Jasmine, that's right. Jasmine's house, Miss Jasmine's and house. And we're like, yeah, okay, Angelique's going to going to get her and do something to Miss Jasmine. We don't know the that story yet. And then her, her friend is, you know, making breakfast with her daughter and she hears on the radio that the patient has died of cardiac arrest. Yeah. And he's a cardiologist, so this is not looking good for Loic. Yeah. And she goes to see Angelique at the, you know, the fucked over house. And she has, you know, these kind of scrapes on her face. And she sees the house destroyed. And Eloise is just like, dude, what's going on? Did you hear that Louis's patient died? And she's just like, yeah, that, yeah. that, that freaking sucks. It sucks that and, that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the cops show up wanting to, uh know where she was so we don't know how the cops know that she's mixed up in all of this <clears throat> and you know they're like oh what happened to your face and she's like oh i just i fell right over there by the stairs and she lies and said that she was at the house all night with eloise and eloise is like uh i no. wasn't here all night with you that didn't happen so she knows angelique is lying yeah so the friend is like did you wait what did you did you kill this lady and she's like no no and she's like so it was week we need to go we need to go to the cops and she's like no fine i did it i killed her yeah it was a scuffle and she had a heart attack that's exactly what happened yeah and eloise is like okay this is not good we need to go to the cops and Angelique is just like, oh, okay, well, if we go to the cops, we'll just, you know, have to tell them about how you're always stealing from the restaurant and you'll lose your job. And if you don't have a job and you're convicted of theft, um, you'll probably lose your kid. Yeah. So that's some dirty pool. Dirty, dirty pool. So Eloise is just kind of like, uh, you know, I wash my hands of all of this nonsense. Yeah. It's... <laughs> So, you know, um, Angelique sees, you know, she goes to Loic's office and sees that the cops are taking him away and that his wife is there and, you know, they're, they're kissing and, you know, he whispers to her, you know, je t'aime. So we see Angelique hear that and, um, she's just like, oh, I've, you know, she, she admits defeat. She's like, okay, I've lost. So then she goes back to the house and we turns see, on the gas. Yeah, she, she turns on the gas. And she's going to Sylvia Plath herself. Yeah, lie on the floor and just Yeah, she lies say, on the floor. What the shit happened? And she's just like, oh, my life is over. And at that point... We rewind. Yes, re we completely rewind in sped up motion um, to the beginning of the film. We see the entire first half of that film yeah. sped up backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say it again in a different way, Miranda. Yeah. Oh, and then it, yeah, it starts not with flowers this time, but with drawings and paintings of organs and hearts. So now this, and this part of the film is from Loïc's point of view. Yes. Loïc receives a pink rose. 
Yes. And one of his patients, Mrs. Jasmine, she's alive again, is like, oh, that's nice. Where'd you get that from? And he's like, oh, from my wife. Yeah, he thinks it's his wife. He just assumes it's from his wife because he's like, well, who else would send me a rose? Yeah, and that yeah, we it's found out that he barely knows Angelique at all whatsoever. Well, we see Miss Mrs. Jasmine. She's like, you know, I'm having palpitations. I can't sleep at night. Yeah. I need to be examined. And he's uh-huh. like, well, you have this one problem. You just need to take your medication and whatnot. You know, I examined you last week and the week before. So Mrs. Jasmine is a bit of a weirdo and likes to have her heart examined on the weekly, which sounds expensive. Yeah, sounds very very expensive. I wouldn't deal with it at all no. yeah yeah she gets some kind of some kind of kinkish kick out of it or something i'm not you sure know, or she is also into the doctor well, yeah, and wants uh, to you know what your little titties feel like do you do that dr bill all right go ahead sorry i, I don't i don't think feeling titties is part no of that's the... a it's a it's a line from eyes wide shut about is that uh, you have these ladies coming in here and you feel them up you know what their titties look like what kind what of doctor like? was he he was just a he was just a random like general, practice. general practitioner doctor in that she got like fucking <laughs> it's a little titties alright sorry I'm gonna get that out of line so then, then we cut to Rochelle Luke's wife and she's looking at the mobile planning for the baby and he comes home with the rose he's just about to thank her and she gra- she grabs it and thanks him so he's super confused because it came with a note that says, you know, you have my heart forever. Yeah. And he's just like, wait, what? What? Yeah. So they seem very happy. Yeah. As a couple. As... Going to have a baby. Yeah. And this feels more like the truth. Or no, we're just like... Yeah. Precise. So then we're at the fancy soiree again. Yeah. And he goes upstairs to the loo again. And, you know, she's already there because she went up first. <clears throat> So he pees, washes his hands, he totally doesn't notice her, and she's staring at him, he's a little weirded out, but he knows the lady that owns the house that she's house-sitting for, so he has seen her around, and knows where she's staying, and she barely says anything. So she's waiting for a taxi, and he's like, oh, well, I know where she's going, so he gives her a ride back to her house, and that's where we had seen them in the beginning, you know. There in the car, you know, she smiles at him, he smiles at her, and it's like, oh, he's just being friendly. Yeah. They weren't going anywhere together. It's not anything special. It's just him being like, oh, wow, hi, I don't... Uh, pretty innocuous. Yes, it's entirely innocuous. And then we're going through the whole film again. So he's at the park playing with his friend's kid, riding the bike, doing the whole thing, um, where we, <clears throat> during the first half of the film, saw her, you know drawing and thought they were there together he has no idea she's there so he sits on a bench and he sees all the sketches that she did of him and he is freaked the fuck out by this because he has no idea she was there doesn't know who she is and it's like okay some rando has drawn me like eight times so somebody's staring at me following me what the fuck is going on yeah and he's starting to get really fucking unnerved by this shit Yeah, so he's back at his office, <clears throat> and he's kind of pissed that the secretary just put the painting up, because he's like, well, who's who's this from? And she's like, your friend. And he's like, what, what friend? friend? I don't know anybody. He's like, I don't know any painters. And she's like, well, this person seemed to know you well. They just said it was your friend, and they were giving you a gift. He's like, okay, uh, I guess. And he's pissed. He's like, well, I have told mm-hmm. you to get the you know all the information from everyone that calls so that I know what's going on. You're a secretary. That's part of your job. Yeah. And his friend, who um, 
also works in the building. He's apparently some other kind of doctor. Comes in, and we do find, you know, and he's like, what's up with the painting? And he's like, I don't know. Some rando gave it to me. Maybe it's from a patient to thank me. I don't know. Yeah. And we do find out an interesting bit of um, info from about Loic is he's like, yeah, you know, somebody's been sending me notes. And his friend's like, well, you know, you need to be careful uh, what with the baby and all coming. Yeah. You know, uh, Rochelle had, you know, she, her trust in you has been a little uh, off since the slip up. And he's like, yeah, you know, that was one slip up. It was just a one night stand. I was drunk and it was just before the wedding. Okay, no, 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 yeah. Not a good idea. Not a good look, Louis. That's not great. Yeah. <clears throat> so his wife does have reason to believe that he might be doing something. Yeah, yeah. And um, his wife comes into the office, and she loves the painting. She thinks it's great, and he lies and just says, oh, it was a patient trying to thank me. And she's like, yeah, that's great. Let's take it home and put it up at the house. And he's like, ah, cringe. But he goes along with it. Yeah, he goes along with it. So then we see him, you know, he's trying to find out which patient is obsessed with him. He's pretty sure it's a patient. So he's, you know, he's, or somebody that he deals with at work that he comes across often. So he's comparing his secretary's writing with the notes on the painting, yeah. and, you know, he's just trying to figure this out. <clears throat> he comes home late to 23 messages on the machine. Yeah. And his wife heard them. Yeah. And they are all, nobody says anything, they are all of Nat King Cole's L-O-V-E, yeah. since that's what was playing on the car ride home when yeah. he took her back to the house she was house-sitting at. Yeah. And that's when he comes clean to his wife and basically just says, yeah, some Miranda's upset with me, obsessed with me, and I have no idea who it is. I don't know what's going on, but it's kind of freaking me out. And the wife isn't sure if he's full of shit or not. Yeah. But he says, you know, he's, he's going nuts trying to figure out who it is. And um, when that's when they meet outside. And, you know, that's when Angelique and Eloise were following him and had seen he and the wife together and she got all pissed off so he finds the note on his car and he's like what the fuck is going on yeah. and he tries to wipe it off it's on some sort of it's like in some sort of marker it won't wipe off yeah so like he's wipe just, out uh, white out yeah some sort of white out pen or yeah. dry erase or something like that yeah and um so he goes back to his office and his secretary Anita made an appointment for Wednesday when he's always at the hospital on Wednesday and she's like, oh, that's not Thursday. So she's just not a very good secretary. Yeah. So he's just, he's just starting to lose it. His, uh, his secretary can't do her job. So Miranda's obsessed with him and following him and leaving notes and whatnot. And he hears the L-O-V-E song play on the radio and he's like, ah, it's them. What the hell? So he goes in and he busts, off, busts in on some somebody getting a massage. Yeah. And it's just, it's another office in the building. There's a masseuse there. He's with a client and the radio is playing and it's, again, completely innocuous. And he's just like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So he's about to fire Anita and she's just like, no, please give me another chance. I promise I'll do better. And he's just got so much going on. He's like, oh my gosh, fine. Fine. You get another chance. And then the, um, the physiotherapist, the masseuse, comes in and he's like, okay, you seem super stressed. You know, here, let me help you out. And he's, you know, giving him a bit of a free massage, rubbing his shoulders a little bit. And he's like, oh, yeah, you got some gnarly knots here. And that freaks Louis out. He's like, ah, why does, why does uh, the masseuse want to give me a massage? Yeah. Well, because it's his job. But he's freaked out thinking, like, maybe it's him that's in love with me. Yeah. He's starting to get really paranoid here. And he's, uh, he eventually becomes kind of convinced it's the... It's Sonia. 
the masseuse. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, oh, he goes and knocks at the um, the uh, the house where Angelica's house sitting. Yeah. You know, I I'm not sure how he put that exactly together maybe with the song but he's like okay i'm gonna go see this person and see what's up with them but that happens to be the night that she thought she was stood up and she was at eloise's so nobody answers yeah and so and he gets the note about florence like oh i've always wanted to go there and he's telling his friend like okay some random person thinks they're getting signs from me and i don't know how i don't know how to go about this yeah so, you know, from all, from all this, you know, fr- from all the stress and, you know, the wife, they were fighting and she had to leave the house and all that nonsense. The wife loses the baby. She miscarries. And he's, you know, he's torn up about it. And so is Rochelle, as you would be. Yeah. That's a very, very traumatic thing. Yeah, very traumatic. Um, yeah, the, you know, the wife left the house to stay with friends. The secretary has a bouquet for him and, sh- and he's just, he's had it. He's with had. all these gifts and notes and nonsense. And he's like, oh, get rid of them. So she's like, yeah, okay, fine. And um, she forgot some files in his briefcase that he needed for the hospital. Um, so this is just the last straw with him. And she, he finally fires Anita. So she's freaked out. She's on the bus. She took the flowers. She's, you know sad and crying about giving getting fired but then she opens the card that's in the bouquet and And it is the ticket to florence so she's like well i guess uh i guess i'm going to florence i don't have a job that i have to ask for time off yeah which is like okay you have you have the flight that's great where are you gonna stay once you get there i guess that's up to her and we find out that that is the person that angelique had run into yeah at the airport when she thought louis had um had stood her up, which makes sense because the flight would be at the same time since Anita now has Louis's ticket. It's all coming together. It's very well crafted. It's yeah, very it's well very put well together. put together. It's very nice. The um... so now, yeah, this is. Do you remember what happens now, babe? No, go ahead. Finish. Okay, this is when this is when David goes to confront Louis. Yeah, and um, he's talking about Angelique. And, um, you know, he's saying all the same things about, you know, you, you just, you, you dumped this girl and you just threw her away. And Loic assumes it's Anita's boyfriend and he's talking about the firing. And that's why he's being super nonchalant and not empathetic about it. Cause it's like, well, she sucks at her job. So I had to let her go. It just is what it is. Yeah. Deal with it. And it's not that. So he has no idea what David's talking about. He thinks he's talking about something else. Yeah. And he's not. Yeah. David is very impassioned. Yeah, he's pissed. And he gets um, the farewell gift. This big box. Like, yeah, it looks like it could be another another bouquet. Yeah. A very large pair of clown shoes or something. So he opens it. So it's it's from Angelique, but David procured it. He opens it, and it is a human heart with yeah. an arrow through it. Yeah, that's very... That is some gnarly, crazy, obsessive shit there. Yeah, not... That's cr- uh, uh, uh. not... That's not a way to win over a new man (laughs) yeah so he tells the new secretary oh my god get the fuck rid of this get this out of my sight what the hell is going on in my life yeah and miss jasmine is his next appointment because of course she is she's there on the weekly and you know she's saying her same thing and he's like not listening to her he's kind of zoning out and she's like yeah i need to be examined again and she starts taking off her clothes and he freaks out on her thinking it's her and is like what are you doing to my life 
And she, he straight up just slaps her. her. Yeah. So assault we realize her. that, yeah, that is the assault charge. And she straight up says, yeah, I'm going to call the cops on you. And she bails. Yeah. So that's why, yeah, she accused him of assault. And Angelique saw it on the news. So we see the secretary crossing off all the appointments. All his patients are canceling because of the bad PR. Yeah. His practice is just going to be fucked. And now he is under arrest. Yeah. So he's getting arrested. This is where we see that, um, you know, the cops are taking him away. And we know that Angelique is there from before. And his wife is like, I'm his lawyer. And that's when, you know, they kiss. And he says, I love you. Because he's like, at least I have you. My life is fucking falling apart. Yeah. And he tell Rachel tells the police, you know, that he was with her at the time of the death. Yes, yes, uh, she does. She during lies. that entire thing, because uh, because Sonia dies from a heart, a heart attack because of the which might be partially on Louis. Like yeah, she had some sort of condition and a kerfuffle. I don't think unless Angelique did something else, we don't know. She shouldn't just randomly die of a heart attack. So maybe he was a little negligent there. I'm not sure. I'm but not that's sure a either. Weird. That's a possibility. Yeah. But you know, he probably thought maybe she was a hypochondriac since she was there all the time. So that. That's a whole other issue there. But yeah, she lies and says, um, I was at home with them all night, so it couldn't have been her. It couldn't have been him. He then says the uh, thing, uh, that night, uh, Loic sees an ambulance. Yes, he lives near, next door, you know, very near Across the house the street, where she's house sitting. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he hears the sirens and sees the lights. And it's the ambulance. I don't know how they found out about Angelique's suicide attempt, yeah, but they did. They did. And being a doctor. he's He performs mouth to mouth. And CPR. And he's trying to revive her because that's what doctors do. And she comes to and he's in the ambulance with her because he's a doctor. Yeah. Even though she's the one who killed his baby and ruined his entire <laughs> life. But he's staying with her in the ambulance. And she's just like, oh, he does love me. Yeah. And, you know, she she's in the hospital. She's telling David, like, you know, he saved my life. He, you know, we're going to work it out. And she's like, well, is Eloise coming? And he's like, uh, no, she's not going to come. You know, since he knows that she's a, mur that since Eloise knows that Angelique is one, a murderer, and two, threatened to have her kid, kid taken away him. if she faked on her. Yeah, faked. So she still thinks that she and Louis are going to get together. She's still totally delusional. Louis goes in like a regular doctor and is just kind of checking on her file, asking her how she is. And she, he's like, hey, no visitors. And she's like, no, I have no one. And David sees him in the hallway and punches him because he thinks that it's all Loic's fault yeah. that she tried to kill herself because he was, you know, leading her on and standing her up. Yeah, not. Which was not happening at all. No, not happening at all, no. So Loic is, Loic is at home and he is kind of hearing the echoing in her head of her saying, I have no one. And he's kind of, he's like, I've heard that before. Where did I hear that? So he goes through the letters. Yeah. And he sees that she had written it, like, I have no one but you. And, oh, he, she had earlier, um, this is what prompts his wife to leave in the first half of the movie. She had slipped a key under his door yeah. with his name on it, and yeah. that's why the wife leaves. And he's like, I have no idea, idea where this key came, yeah. from, came from. I don't know where it's to, but she doesn't believe him, so she thinks he's cheating. And that's why she bails, and the stress of that probably has a hand in the miscarriage. And so he's like, okay, so it's this chick I've seen, like, twice. Let me go to that house and see what's up. And going to that house, he finds the key, a fucking... The key fits. It was a key to that house. Yeah. 
Um, and he finds Because he, he mentions in the hospital, you know, we should have a drink sometime when you're better. Yeah. Just being congenial. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he goes in and he sees what an utter shambles the house is in. Yeah. He and, sees the ripped up dress and he sees this creepy ass collage. Mosaic. Of him, mosaic collage deal of himself on the wall made in the of bedroom garbage. that has his scarf on it. That yeah. she took, and the old rose, and that's when he flashes back. He gets it like, he's like, oh shit, this is how this started. So we flash back to him getting the news at his office that his wife is pregnant, yeah. and he's super stoked on it. He's very happy. He loves his wife. Yeah. He wants the baby. Um, so he stops at the same florist to buy a bouquet for his wife to bring to her for the good news as congratulations, and Angelique is leaving the job or leaving the house, like she had probably just gotten that house-sitting job, and he's so happy, he pulls a rose and gives it to her just in his joy, and yeah. that was the beginning. She's like, oh, this handsome random guy who lives over in this house where I'm going to be is in love with me. Yeah. He gave me a rose. That must mean he loves Obviously, me. Obviously, yeah. Yes, it must mean that. Mm-hmm. All those ma things, ideas make sense. So he's like, oh, shit, it's this chick. Um... So she must be at the hospital. He goes to the hospital, but she's been discharged by David, which I don't know if medical students are allowed to do that. No. But he did it because he was talking about, let's go see my folks. Let's just get those, you know, get a, get away from everything. Yeah. She still said, no, I have to, you know, I have to wait for a little week. And he's like, no, fuck this. I'm discharging you from the hospital. We're going. So she's sleeping in the car. We don't know if this was against her will or not. No, we don't. <clears throat> and then we see the homeowner get home from her trip to her utterly fucked up house, all her plants dead, cops all over. Yeah. Because they're like, you know, Louis probably, you know, tipped them off, he, as he should, and one of the cops finds Mrs. Jasmine's bracelet. So yeah. then they're on to her about the murder. And this poor lady, this poor lady coming yeah. to her house not knowing any not of this. Not having any idea. Just no. everything she has is just destroyed or sold. Yeah. Her entire house, all her plants, this poor, poor woman didn't do anything except offer this girl a job. Yeah. But, uh... So after their little... Yeah. No, go ahead. After their little trip, Angelique goes back to Louis' office thinking everything's fine. She thinks everything is fine. They're going to get together. He's packing up. He's probably had to close his practice because due to all that bad PR yeah. of his patient dying and the assault charges and everything, he's leaving. He is getting out of Dodge. Um, and she's like, well, are you going to, you're going to take me with you, right? And he's like, no, I'm not taking you anywhere. All of this is over. And she can't have that. Oh, God. No, so she, she takes this, I think it's, it's made of brass or iron it's probably iron since iron. it's heavy this heart statue cardi cardiologist office makes sense he would have this weird statue of a human heart yeah and just cracks him over the head and he falls down the stairs so i think this is at least the third stair falling we saw in yeah this double feature. this is insane <laughs> stair fall so this she finally gets arrested for her they Yay. declare they declare her mental with erotomania and institutionalize her yeah put her in a mental institution yeah and Loic's in the hospital, he was in a coma, he wakes up, poor thing, he didn't do shit, um, except, 
except be a nice guy, try and be a good doctor, love his wife, and just let. And the, he is more innocent than Peter. Peter. Yes, is he is much more. Because he never loved this girl, and he's like, a, he's like, yeah, I've seen him around a couple times. Other yeah. than that, I do not know this person. Yeah. Um. He did let the stress get to her and freak out on Mrs. Jasmine, yeah, but, but she also not... kind of had it coming a little yeah, bit. A little bit. Um, yeah. So he has to. Re- he has a walker. He has to relearn to walk. He's getting his life back together. She's getting. You know, Angelique is still in the institution. She's getting some ECT because she is indeed mentally disturbed. And about five years later. Five-ish years later. Yeah. She says, "Oh." Yeah. Well, well Some... we see that Loic finally has a kid. They have a daughter now. Yeah. And he still walks with this really gnarly limp, has to use a cane for the, for the rest of his life. Yeah. So he's gonna he's bearing the brunt of this entire escapade for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah, we find out that she's been there for years by this point and is now being discharged. Um, you know, the doctor says, you know, you've done a lot of work, you did what you need to do, so it's um it's good to see you go and now that you're fine. Um so we see her, well, she tried to escape before, and they yeah. got a hold of her, and that's when I think she went for the ECT. So we see her leaving the institution, and the guy that, the worker that is cleaning up her room for the next patient, uh, he moves her closet. Yeah. Not sure why he does this, to clean behind it or something, and it's a good thing that he does it, because we Pills see, have been glued. Yes. Yeah. We see that she has made yet another mosaic of Loic. From her meds, from all these different kinds of pills, she has glued to the wall. Even though the doctor has says, hey, you could sit, you, all you have to do is still take your medication, you'll be fine. But, yeah, all yeah. She, yes, but she never took her meds, and all she did was have to hide being, you know, fake being fine, and they let her go. Yeah. And the guy's just like, you know, the worker is just like, well, this is weird. Anyway, I'm just going to scrape it all off and clean up. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he's <laughs> like, and I'm going to take some of those pills and put them in my pocket. Did he? Yeah. You didn't, oh even see, you didn't see that oh at the very God. end? He just, like, takes, like, two or three of them and puts them in his pocket. And I thought that was pretty fun. Anyway. Uh, and well, uh, the quote. Was, go ahead. I hope he was going to tell the doctor that, like, yeah. some, whoever was in this uh, room was not taking their meds. They were using it for art. So she's not better at all, and she's probably going to find him. She, so the film ends with a quote. Do you know what the quote uh, quote means? No, I didn't see that. I didn't get that, it's, that either. It's from a Real Automaniac. Though my love is insane, my reason relieves the pain of the heart, telling me to be patient and not lose hope. Which is a disturbing thing, to, disturbing note to end From on. From a real, a real erotomaniac. Yeah. Alrighty, so um, I'm ready. And now for Notes Out of Context. Notes Out of Context. Seems naive, probably isn't. A flower for a special someone. Start over. Won the crust. Now is happy, safety trap. Dancing with a handsome will patience. Birth time for the cultist in training. Oh, just stood up. Obsessed much? Key work is good work. Mr. Cat is not the best cat. N- nor me. I'm not the best cat. 
What mere obvious delusion you have. You want that trip? Do you dissolve a marriage with the dude? Plenty of illness and loop-de-loops. Fierce ther- uh, French therapy uh, jumping. French therapy jumping. All right. R Rachel question mark. Goodbye luggage. Ha unhappy and don't want hot and bothered. Dead plants. You should have binge a good man. Binge a good man. Desperate. Not famous. Will you handle it? This little white kingpin knows what's up. L love is in trouble. You bitch dent. Don't be mean to my bean man. Now, Leoc is Derek? No, is dead? Now, Leoc is... Now love is dead? That's what it read. That's what I read. Now love is dead. Your friend is trying to help you act around ten. Don't be the cops. She's about ants. Loyalty mere legends than a death. A dream and now a recluse. Another patient likes... Uh... Put off her t-shirt. <laughs> Get rid of that cuckoo kajub. Cuckoo kajub. That's from the Beatles. Reporter is a is at the spot. Fight me in the hospital. A cattle of cows. What? <laughs> a cattle of cows? Okay. A lot of people falling down the stairs. That's what, I, that's what I wrote down. So your thoughts on this film? I, 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 I liked it enough. I, li I liked it enough. It's, she seemed more innocent. And they both see, uh, and they, both characters seem more innocent, even though it, 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 and more like wherewithal, oh my gosh. Because she felt, uh, different from Rose McGowan's character she felt very much like uh, she always felt like the innocent in the, in this situation mm -hmm. she didn't feel like and she only killed one person yeah pointed and uh about this and she's not like like active oh well, yeah they're both actively going after their man but it's just I or after a man but uh it's not it, it's, it there's much more nefarious in Rose McGowan's character, at mm -hmm. least on the, uh, uh, at least outwardly. So yeah, she kills way more people. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Miranda. I really enjoyed these two movies, and I hope the audience did too. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>